The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 509. Welcome to The Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show today. She's a sexologist, and she's also the host of Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, and I'm really excited to have her on to share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Jessica O'Reilly. Jessica, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Great. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. That's right. I'm a sex and relationship expert. I host a reality show for Playboy TV and I write books and host a podcast. And I spend most of my time just speaking to groups all around the world, uh, oftentimes entrepreneurs and their spouses on how to have happier, long lasting relationships. Thanks for sharing that. And Jessica, what's your cultural background? My mom is Chinese Jamaican and my dad is Irish. So you can imagine with an Irish Catholic father and a Chinese Jamaican mother, they're just thrilled, thrilled that I'm a sexologist. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? You know, my mom, my mom, like all Chinese mothers, in <laughs> had all of these pearls of wisdom, we called them growing up. But one of them was consider the source. And so a lot of our confidence or lack of confidence is derived from the negative feedback or our interpretation of what we see as negative feedback throughout our lives. And so when somebody was mean to me or made fun of me or it said something hurtful, my mom would always say, consider the source. And this is from when I was a really young child. I always understood that oftentimes the things people say or, or do are a reflection of themselves and not a reflection of you. And so I still hear my mom's voice in my head too often, perhaps. But specifically, this, this quote, consider the source, helps to remind me that when people don't love what you're doing or when you, know, when you work in a field like I do that's inherently subversive, uh, you have to remind yourself that sometimes people are angry about something in their own lives and they may direct that anger or that hate toward you, but it's not always about you. Thanks for sharing that. And I love that quote that your mother uh, mentioned, consider the source, especially, you know, with a topic that you're in, especially as Asian women, it's considered a taboo, you know, to talk about it, not realizing it's a part of who we are, part of human nature. So, you know, it's really great that you're out there, you know, speaking about it. And, you know, having this, this quote really does help people realize, you know, sometimes it's not you, it's the other person. And we can, when you realize that we, we can keep on going. So thanks for sharing that. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? I think self-confidence ultimately entails liking yourself because the more you like yourself, the more you can like what you see in the world and be open to liking others. Uh, so yeah, it's just about you know feeling that you're valuable and it doesn't necessarily mean that you always like yourself or that you always like the way you behave. You know, self-confidence is, is rather fluid. Uh, and so yeah, it's just about liking yourself. Thanks for sharing that. That's a great definition. And Jessica, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? Well, that's interesting because I think I've always been confident. I don't think there was a period in my life where I specifically lack self-confidence, although there are times when I continue to lack self-confidence. I think at times I really exude confidence and at other times 
I just can't find it. <laughs> because confidence isn't really something you have. It's something that goes up and down. It's fluid. You cultivate it. And I always think about, you know, raising children and how my mom raised me. I was never raised with the kind of North American approach of you can be anything you want to be and you can do anything if you work hard for it. I was certainly told that in some respects, I would have to work harder than others as a woman, as a woman of color. But my mom is a confident person. And again, that doesn't mean that she's always confident. There are areas in which she lacks confidence, I'm sure. I, won't, I don't want to speak for her. But I think that there's kind of nothing more valuable than you that you can teach or instill in your children than confidence. Because when you are confident, you are kinder to other people. And even like when we go back to that quote of consider the source, realizing that the source of someone's negativity may not be you, it may be within them, I think it not only helps you to develop self-confidence in yourself and perhaps not be as affected by negative feedback as one might, but it also helps you to cultivate empathy for others. So I think the more confident you are, the more understanding and empathetic of others you become. So, I mean, to go back to the fact that I, I don't really believe, you know, I was not confident and now I'm confident. I'll tell you, you know, I might feel confident right now because I derive confidence from a, an interview with you and from public speaking. But tomorrow I might feel less confident because I'm struggling with something at work or I'm struggling with something in my relationship. So I think what I need to always remind myself is that confidence is something that shifts. It's not something that you possess, but something that you're always working on. Thanks for sharing that. That makes total sense, especially confidence. It's like a wave. It just goes up and down. There's no like straight line, right? Like you mentioned, like, you're the most confident person. And then the next day you're like, I look so fat in this outfit. <laughs> we all go through that, right? We just have to keep reminding ourselves that we are more than enough to go out there and do the things we want. Is there a moment in your life when you realize that, like an aha moment? That's interesting. So you, you just mentioned like body image. And so I think about an aha moment for me around body image involved going to a nude resort. So this couple's resort where I saw naked people, where I saw people of all shapes and sizes having sex. And that was a real awakening for me as a young woman. And as a young woman who was raised to value being skinny, to see people of all different shapes, uh, people who would describe themselves as fat, enjoying their bodies, loving their bodies, enjoying sex was certainly an aha moment for me. And I think that you know, culturally, we maybe aren't as positive about our bodies as we should be. And one thing that I'm trying to do, and like, for instance, is never complain about my body, even out, out loud, certainly, I don't complain about my body, but also in my head to just like to know that it doesn't matter if there is not enough fat right here or too much fat right there, because that doesn't change who I am. And that doesn't change how I live my life. And I always use this 99 rule, what will I care about when I'm 99? And it won't be whether or not I fit into a pair of pants or filled out a shirt or whatever the messaging around especially Eurocentric norms of beauty may be at this given point in time. So I, being around naked people for the first time was a real aha moment. In terms of other types of confidence, like confidence in business, Certainly certain business milestones have helped to boost my confidence. So I've, I've worked in, in, I think, about 35 countries with a range of cultures. You know, I've, I've worked in, in the Philippines. I've worked in Turkey. I've worked in uh, Dubai. I've worked in Lebanon. And being able to reach and impact, hopefully positively, relationships 
with people from various cultures has helped to boost my confidence. And then personally, I certainly derive a great deal of confidence from my marriage. This partnership I've created with with my husband, Brandon, because I feel supported, I feel honored, I feel appreciated, I feel loved every day. And, all, and I believe that I return, uh, extend those feelings toward him and hope that he feels just as supportive. And I work at that. And so all of that boosts my confidence. So, you know, I, th- I think about um, different areas of confidence and one certainly affects the other. But when you have the foundation in one area and perhaps you're feeling threatened in another, that firmer area can help to hold you up. Thanks for sharing. And I love that story you mentioned about going to the nude beach because I don't even think I'm confident enough to do that yet. But learning to love your own body, especially, you know, um, being raised as an Asian woman, most people think Asian women are really just, you know, skinny people, right? And for some people, it really tears them down because they feel like they're not worthy if they're like a size eight versus a size zero. Learning to love that really does help us with our confidence. And like you mentioned, even if there's other areas we're not confident, we can transfer that um, confidence to other areas of our life. So I really love that you mentioned that story. And, you know, because of all these realizations, what's your life been like now? Uh, I mean, life is good. <laughs> I, I really have embraced the attitude of gratitude and I've never really had to work at it. That's the truth. Like I feel really, really grateful. I know how lucky I am in life. I know how privileged I am in life. I'm, and I always think of three areas of gratitude and three areas of grounding. And that's my health, my relationships and my security. So security just meaning that, you know, I have food to eat, I have a roof over my head, those things are not threatened. And that's a privilege, which we don't realize as North Americans. And so I think that gratitude is also a part of confidence. And, you know, being able to be aware of my privilege, the way I move throughout the world and the way I'm regarded throughout the world. So life is good, man. That's (laughs) and every day, every day without exception. I naturally have that feeling and that thought that life is really, really good. And I want to savor it. I want to enjoy it. I'm fearful that if I don't show appreciation for it, that, you know, at any moment it could be taken away. And if I look at those three areas, my health, my relationships and my security, I have, you know, a good control over my security and a good degree of control over cultivating happy relationships. The health, you know, anything can happen. And so being grateful you know, keeps me happy and, and is tied to confidence, of course. Thanks for sharing that. And I do agree, you know, having the attitude of gratitude does attract the things that you want, because we're so grateful of it. It just overflows, and it just keeps coming, right? And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing. So I'm glad that you mentioned that, especially when it comes to, you know, being grateful for security, like you mentioned, having a roof over our head or food to eat. In, in North America, it is just like the basic necessities, but in some countries, that's considered a luxury. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And Jessica, you know, to the woman who's listening to your episode, she may be in her own journey of self-confidence. What would be that one tip you would give to her? I mean, go easy on yourself. Like, you know, even though I practice gratitude, there's moments where I'm ungrateful. Even though I feel good about myself, there are moments when I feel, you know, stressed and maybe don't like myself as much or feel like I haven't achieved as much as I should have. So be nice to yourself. I think we're all a little too hard on ourselves. We we expect too much too quickly. And, you know, you're probably rocking it in your own right. If you're bothering to listen to this, then you're working on yourself. And that's really all we can be doing. So be kind to yourself. And then the more kind you are to yourself, the more kind and empathetic you are toward others. And all of that, I think, intersects very strongly with how you feel about yourself with with confidence overall. 
Thanks for sharing that great tip. And, you know, if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or check out your podcast, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Absolutely. I'm on all social media at sex with Dr. Jess and Dr. is just DR. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and then the website is sexwithdrjess.com and the podcast is Sex with Dr. Jess. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Jessica, you can also head on over to thetelofselfconfidence.com and check out her episode. You can check out her show notes and everything else that we've talked about in this episode. And, you know, Jessica, I'm just really excited to have you on today and share your story with us on self-confidence. So thanks again. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Not a problem. It's really great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to get your daily boost of confidence.